0: I was saying this years ago, and all it would get in response were these quizzical looks or the equivalent of that. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates. In the same place that you found this, Penguin 7, Islander 0. What a way to come out of the holiday break. What a way to just get on an aircraft first thing in the morning, fly across, day of game, have yourself a full morning skate, go through the worst first period meaning mutually, between both teams that anyone's ever seen, and then just explode at a historic level. That's what happened. Six goals in the second period. Chris Letang set up five of those, achieving a league record for the most assists by a defenseman in a period. Latang would go on to assist on Valtteri Pustinen's First NHL goal, that was in the third period, so he'd end up with six assists, matching the most by any player in a game in franchise history. And when you consider the scroll of legendary scorers that this team has had over a half century and change, it makes it that much more remarkable. Here's what Latang had to say to reporters in Elmont, New York last night about the way the team performed on an unusual day. Well, obviously, like, you know, we lost the last game uh, going to the break uh, after coming back into the game. Obviously, it's, it's always a, 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 tough, uh, a tough loss, but uh, when you come back and you, you're about to win a game against a division rival like this and somebody you're chasing, uh, it's huge. And, you know, getting some guys on the board... Um, think of a guy like Racko, you know, he wants his confidence back. Uh, and Jars has a shutout tonight, so it's, it's good to, for, for some guys to, to get going like this. He didn't have all that much to say about setting the records in large part because he was only just finding out about these things as he stepped off the ice. But then he's also not the type. To sit there and say, yeah, you know, I'm really awesome. I can't believe how great I am. That's that's not at all who he is. He's also not the guy that would touch with a 39 and a half foot pole, the topic that I've brought up on occasion and I'm going to bring up again today. Only now, I do it with 100% clarity and conviction and everything every conceivable argument on my side. And that is that Chris Letang is the greatest defenseman in franchise history. I know, it doesn't hit as hard now, does it? For those of you who have been listening to me or reading me for years, you'll know that I've brought this up before, and it's tended to stir quite a reaction. The funny thing about that reaction, though, has always been someone will say, No, he's not. No way. And then I'll say, "Okay, tell me who is. Tell me who is the greatest defenseman in franchise history. And what you'll get back instead of a name or names is, yeah, but he's had all these giveaways and he made me mad this one time or over a span of two weeks. Or he wasn't even able to participate in the 2017 Stanley Cup. So don't say he's a three time blah, 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 blah. And when all of that dies down and I just say again, okay, tell me who is, then the struggle becomes real. Because if you're going to just be lazy and say, oh, it's Paul Coffey, it has to be Paul Coffey, or or Larry Murphy, or what about Ulf Samuelson? I have such an easy comeback in every case. And that's that none of those three wonderful, transformational, championship Players were in Pittsburgh for very long. All were here around roughly a half a decade. Now, they made a heck of an impact while they were here. But when you think of Coffee's career, just to pull one of those out of the pack, it doesn't take any more than looking at the back of a bubblegum card to see that his greatest achievements by a mile were in Edmonton. That's where he was putting up his 150 points and all that other stuff and winning Norris trophies, and I could make the same argument for Murphy. I I can't for Ulf, but I also can't make an argument in favor of Ulf over any of these guys. You want to talk about Norris trophies? You want to get on Letang for not ever having won a Norris? Okay, I mean, that's fair for when we start discussing whether or not he's worthy of the Hall of Fame. But not in this argument, because the only Norris Trophy in Pittsburgh history was Randy Carlisle. And that was the direct result of being a point man on an unbelievable record-setting power play in the early 80s, pre-Mario. That was established, diagrammed by Eddie Johnston that was really kind of breaking the rules or at least bending the rules to get the goals that they did. And it wasn't that Carlisle was super great. It's just that he quarterbacked it. He was the guy that was generating the point shots and everyone else up front was just finding some surreptitious ways to get the puck home. And Carlisle wasn't here for very long. And if you really want to go back in time and get into Dave Burroughs, one of the better defensive defensemen of his era, you're, you're stretching it. You're stretching it. Letang's been here for almost two full decades on games played and points and every other measurable category. He's the best. And when you start adding on mileposts like this, It really underscores that. I say this about the other two guys in the core, and I'm going to say it regarding Letang. Appreciate him. They don't come along all the time. These greatest players at a certain position in franchise history, they really don't. When we come back, J1Q. Q comes from Jay, and it's a good one. He says, "What are these Penguins? They're seven, three, and four in their last fourteen games, and they still can't get out of eleventh place in the Metro. They were the Devils, about to lose to the Blue Jackets, and then they tie into final minutes, and they win in overtime. You know what, Jay? Don't don't do that. There is a point to what I said yesterday in the lead segment." That I'm going to make again today. And that is that the Penguins have certain teams that they need to kick out of the Eastern playoff spots. And from there, you just keep winning. And you just assume one of those spots. And I identified the Islanders as being one of those teams I see is not really belonging where they are, meaning second in the Metro division. No one anywhere, no one could believe that the Islanders are the second best team in the Metro. And I said that yesterday before they lost by a touchdown. The Islanders have been on a really nice little hot streak. The Islanders have defended really well. And yes, I can say that with a straight face today. And they've gotten some good goaltending. But they are not the second best team in the division, and they definitely don't belong where they are in the conference. That's why I pinpointed the game that was played last night and then the rematch that they're going to have Sunday at PPG Paints Arena, same two teams, as being potentially pivotal for the Penguins. This is a wonderful start to that. Now, is that going to mean that the Islanders are going to come into Pittsburgh super rabid, hungry, showing that they're not that team and all those other hockey cliches? Yeah, sure. Whatever. Deal with that and take them down again. And don't leave them any points. Don't be doing those overtime or shootout. Get definitive. What I loved about last night's game, in addition to Pustinian's first NHL goal, okay, (laughs) let me just throw that in, was the way the Penguins came out for the second period. Once they realized that, okay, we got our funk period out of the way, we got our Christmas legs loose, now we understand that this game is important, we understand that it's inside the division, we understand that this is one of the teams that we need to pass up, or... Get out of there. And they dominated the Islanders before the first goal was scored. They had a 10 to 3 shots advantage just like that. They pushed and pushed until they broke through. And then when they broke through, they went nuts. They went historically nuts. But the part that I liked the best was the part where they asserted themselves and said, this is important. This is exactly what I was talking about yesterday. I wasn't sure it was going to happen, but this was what needed to happen, and it's what needs to happen again Sunday night. I'm skipping the Blues game in the interim. They play St. Louis on Saturday night, and every point is valuable, but they're especially valuable against those types of teams, the Islanders, the Flyers. You mentioned the Devils. And I'm I don't. I'm not necessarily going to agree with you because I don't see the Devils as one of these teams that's going to miss the playoffs. They're going to be another one that pokes their head up there and knocks somebody else out. But hey, there's no harm in beating the Devils when they come around too, right? I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow.